so. I think that I may be the voice of my generation. He's the titular world! In the sense that, you know what I mean? Or at least a voice of a generation. Hello, welcome to Gatekeeping, where we take a deep dive into a pop culture phenomenon and we decide if we let it through our gate. Hello, Sam. Hello, James. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Our very first Zoom meeting recording session. I'm feeling very excited. Yeah. I haven't actually opened Zoom in a while. I had to install it on my computer. A bit of a throwback, hey? <sighs> Pandemic times, let me tell you. Yeah, I kind of want to get Among Us out and play a game. It's been so long. <laughs> Couldn't be me. Couldn't be me. Uh, well, we're on Zoom for a very special reason. We've got a, um international guest today all the way from new south wales sydney australia we've got um a a nida graduate um a a person who who works extensively in uh film and tv um kyla minogue's one-time backup dancer please welcome andrew fraser welcome sorry how did you pronounce my last name Uh, I don't want to talk about it. I just kind of breezed over it. Okay, cool. For um, the listeners, it's actually pronounced Fraser, but um, we'll let it go. Um, I am very famous, so so it's very weird that you pronounced my name wrong. But anyway, um, so thrilled to join you on Zoom. Um, Sad that you didn't have the budget to fly me down, but um, that's okay. Your new podcast. In a few years. We're getting there. We're getting there. Sponsorship will get there. Totally. Mark Maron is quaking. Um, How are you guys? Great, yeah. I'm really looking for a sponsor, if anyone is listening. Literally. Um, I have been saying since day one that we need to monetize this. And anyone, anyone, I will do anything for a bit of money. Julia, do we know any people with, like, connections to mining that could be good? Um, (laughs) Yeah, if Gina Reinhardt's listening. Yeah. Of course she's listening. Literally. Is she an ally? She's an oomph. <laughs> She's an oomph. Yes. I don't think she would follow me, to be honest. Um, I am. She would follow you, but she um, wouldn't let that have me. you on mute, I, I would say. She wouldn't interact. No. Yeah. Um, well, how are you, Andrew? I'm well. I'm very excited um, to be your first, uh, yeah, international guest. It's huge. Um, yeah. Long-time listener of the pod. I am sorry, though, because I do feel like people would open up, you know, like Spotify and look at the guests and go, who? <laughs> I just haven't been on Drag Race Down Under, um, but there's still time. So local look celebrity. season 10. Local celebrity. Yeah. Some would say, yeah. For those Within who know, this, they know. The community of cinema. Yeah. Yeah, in the uh, com- uh, community of cinema, community of NIDA flops, definitely. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you yeah, and Kate Blanchett. Some would say. Yeah. Yes. Me, Kate Blanchett, Sarah Snook. Oh, yeah. Um, one of the same. Did she go to NIDA? She did. And if, I, I wow. truly can't believe I'm talking about NIDA on a podcast. <laughs> this is so dark. <laughs> we, need to, we cannot give them air time. Sorry. Sarah still gives a, a more... Um, I, I, it, she BCA. gives a vibe that she didn't even go to... No, I, the vibe that she didn't even go to like a art school. She gives me the vibe she went to like just Frankston High School or something like that. She's giving mentally well is what you're saying. <laughs> I don't know, she's sure. still got that, just be raw, that raw quality. Yeah, like, she's untouched. She's not um, she hasn't done vocal work is what you're saying. She's yeah. she's not doing so, so her mice and exercises on set. 
Did you see her at, at school at all? Yeah, no, no, no crossover. We're actually no. different um, in age, though some would mistake. Um, yeah, both got fat asses, I guess. <laughs> How old is she? Dumb. She's like in her 30s, like late really? 30s, I would say. Yeah, I, I think so. We can, we can get it out on Wikipedia. Yeah, she looks great for her age. She does. Um, can you uh, can you tell us more about Sarah Snook, Andrew? <laughs> yes, yeah, I'm so, so relevant to today's podcast. <laughs> um, famously, the runner-up um, to play Elizabeth Salander. Oh my god! Did you know that in the Fincher? Yeah. In the Fincher movie, she like screen tested. She was like the second choice or something. That would be so kind. Truly, the other timeline that would be. She could have been. She could have been in Carol. Academy Award nominee Sarah Snook. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's coming. We all know that. That's coming. I was thinking about that email that um. Oh my god, which Mara's in? Of Rooney sent to Amy Pascal. Where is Dragon Tattoo too? We need it. She was like, any news? <laughs> any news? Yeah, and that's the same one Maybe where she said, called we'll Angelina Jolie a spoilt brat or something. Do you remember that? What? No. She said Amy Pascal, the producer at Sony, was like, ah, that untalented spoilt brat. Never working with her. And then there's like this photo of them at an event like a few months after the emails come out and Angelina is not having it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I felt bad for Amy. She really got all of her dirty laundry out there with these email Truly. hacks. Like she was really letting loose on those emails. Like she um did not give a fuck. No, Pushing. but she's bounced back. She she gave us little women, so uh, she's um, made a lot to thank her for. Let's <laughs> talk about that. We're but getting we so far off our topic. <laughs> we we are here to talk about um, the Batman films, uh, the Batman. which was your choice, Andrew. I'm curious as to why why you wanted to talk about Batman. Okay, um, there's actually a number of reasons I feel like, but you know, to speak to my personal connection to Batman, because mm. um, we're gonna go deep. Um, I was like a very obsessive child in terms of my interests and like. You, Sam, I, like, loved The Wizard of Oz and I was, like, loving all that, you know, classic classic stuff. And my parents were like, you need to find other things to be interested in. Like, and... There's a turn The Wizard of Oz somehow, off, gay boy. We're watching Batman. Literally, I'm not watching that. Um, yeah, so I was like, okay, well, I think I'd seen um, Batman Forever. Um, and I was like, oh, well, like, that was cool. Uh, and so I started like deep diving on like the early internet like horrible like clip art batman fan sites and just oh, wow. got like really into the like 90s movies and then obviously like the christopher nolan movies came out and i was like very hyped up for that but i think like genuinely like for me my connection to batman as a child was like rooted in this kind of thing like all my interests were like so i guess like typically feminine that it's like you know I, was, I grew up doing ballet and I was really into like I guess artistic things and in my like outer eastern suburbs Melbourne like white bread life everyone was like oh, wait are you so from weird. Melbourne? Um, yes famously oh this famously. is crazy <clears throat> yeah oh, um, oh well yeah. this changes so much <laughs> this just changes okay. everything yeah um, literally so I think for me boy. for me I like genuinely 
was like, oh, this is like my masculine like thing. Like this is the thing that makes me like, you know, like guys, I am like connected to my like um, boyhood or whatever. And then the irony yeah. of that is like my favorite movie was Batman and Robin, which is like <laughs> the gayest movie. So it's all come full circle. Um, so yeah, that's kind of why I chose it because I think there is this like kind of funny dichotomy with Batman in that it is both incredibly heterosexual culture and unbelievably gay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, lots to talk about. <laughs> I I was the same. I loved Batman growing up. Like loved, loved, loved. It was obsessive, like had the toys, the t-shirt, the merch, all of it. Um, but my favorite was, um, Batman 1989, the first one. Ah, um, uh, yes. With Jack Nicholson. And I remember I, um, and I, I feel like looking back, like, especially Batman Returns, it's like, I, I don't know, it's not really a kid's movie. Like, I feel like I probably, like, my mom should not have really been letting me watch that. Um, but see, I'm like, kids, we need to I expose like, yeah. them to, like, the weird shit. Like, it's great watching that stuff as a kid being like, okay, like, she's serving. I don't know what she's doing, but I don't, I'm, not, I'm not understanding what she's putting down, but I'm here for a... <laughs> I am. Um, yeah, and then so- the pleasure of watching it. As an adult, and you're like, oh, wow, there's so much I miss. Yeah. Yeah. Well, That's the thing. Well, I so much so just vividly, flies over the head. I, I remember having, like, these night... night. Uh, I, I think I had the flu or something, and I, like, woke up, and I had... This was a child, and I had a fever, and I was, like, stumbling through the hallway of my house. I feel like I was probably like eight or nine years old and I was hallucinating and I hallucinated that Jack Nicholson's Joker was in my hallway and he shot me. He shot me, like came around the, the corner and, and shot me dead. So oh my God. they really had an effect on me as a kid, like really worked their way into my psyche. Truly. My, I, yeah, I never really got into Batman um, as a kid. I, I had never watched the Nolan movies until like this week. Um, but I was very into the Halle Berry <clears throat> Catwoman. Are you serious? Oh I thought she- Divine. Like, I haven't watched it in years, but like, I remember getting the Catwoman Barbie doll for Christmas. It was like, so kind. I had, I was obsessed with that movie. And oh, that's unhinged. It's, um, well, Hallie, she's, she was serving. I feel like everyone's come around and love Hallie and Catwoman oh, and Sharon Stone. It's, is Sharon Stone in that? Yeah, she's yeah. the evil, the evil woman. She's the villain. I don't know who she plays, but um, they have like a full on physical have a fight. Ca- a cat fight, if you will. <laughs> they have a cat off. Oh my God. <laughs> So no connection, James. No, not really. Um, but I've like I've known about it in like the grander culture and like have reference for it, but like I just never really watched it. So just in the grander culture. Yeah. Well, um, let's start at the beginning. Batman nineteen eighty nine. Um, have we all seen? No. Why, of course. <laughs> Well, James oh. hasn't. Um, that's that's huge. Uh, I didn't have time. I didn't have time. But I've, I've like, done some research. I listened to, like, the Prince soundtrack for it. And is that the one? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Huge. That's the one. Amazing soundtrack, mm. I thought. Oh. 
brilliant. And you know it's that very they wanted weird. Michael Jackson originally, but he turned it down. Interesting. Yeah, well, they wanted them to do a song together, but um, the joint slay would have been too much, I'm afraid. But I think <laughs> this works like so well for it because he is like, I, I and the videos of him doing like um bat dance, I think it is, where he's like dressed in like half Joker, half Joker, half, half yeah, or half Prince. Yeah. I don't know what is that slay like. He really just like took it and really ran with it and really like immersed himself in. Cause I feel like nowadays people just like pump out a song for a movie, but he was like, you know what? No, I am going to like make, uh, what, what is that last one on the album? Is it Bat Dance? Where he like samples things from the movie. Yeah. That's mm. the one I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. And like a so... whole, a whole album. Yeah. Like not just yeah, like, oh, I'll, got, like, I'll give you my like cut off. Um, single from like the demos back catalog. Yeah, it was like, like no, no, no. His, if you will, oh. I'll give you my original material. Um, do you like the movie? I mean, yeah, I really did like it as a child. I think like now it's definitely kind of like cool. This has got like a lot of elements in it, and like we just drop storylines like left, right, and center. But the movie just like looks so good in a way that movies just do not anymore. Like the production design is like off the charts. And then obviously like Jack Nicholson is like amazing just on the commitment level. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this yeah, is like I do love that as well. Like that Absolutely. really refined, stylized fucking production design and everything. It's so fucking cool yeah and also just like i think it's tainted though by like the fact that like this movie is essentially responsible for like the dominance of like superhero movies like 30 years later in that like this kind of like changed the game in a way that like it was such a hit that studios like were like oh cool like we see the benefit of this now like let's just like pump it out um and then yeah now it's like the only movies we have are like shoot-offs of whatever superhero film there is so i think like that element of it is like a bit annoying but even then you're like this movie is just like such a strong visual identity the only thing i think is a bit like flop about it is like the vicky vale stuff with kim basinger is just like a little she doesn't have a lot to do other than she becomes like damsel in distress like very quickly and it's kind of like wait aren't you like a war photographer like they're like she's a photojournalist on like in like war sites in like Bosnia or something, and then she's like freaking out at like the slightest thing, and it's like this is not it's not adding up. Yeah, the hair's giving. Yeah, I'll say that. Oh my Speak god, the hair! And then you know that scene where they're like, I just remember vividly that scene where he like lift they zip up on the thing and he's asking her like how much she weighs and she doesn't want to which i think she yeah. lies about her weight <laughs> <laughs> relatable like, I, she's just like me for real so relatable. But, but yeah no I, I mean this movie was fucking huge and it, it's funny because in terms of tone because like the batman that audiences knew before this was from the tv show which is like um very campy and and silly and you know it's like the the bubbles when someone gets hit saying like pow and and even the joker like i mean tonally it it, it is all just like very comedic oh and for then- sure like you know that scene where it's like 
he's getting the plastic surgery. Like that is dark. Like, do you, <laughs> yeah, do you remember that oh bit where it's God, like, it's fucked. Yeah, yeah. So James, like you obviously like haven't watched it yet, but it, there's like this bit where the he the Joker's like fallen into a vat of chemicals or whatever. Yeah. And then it's like in this dingy back alley, like BBL surgery place. And <laughs> Not they're like doing, doing, doing the Joker. And he's like all wrapped up in bandages and you just see it like silhouetted. And the doctor's like, uh, like I've done the best I could. Like, sorry. And then it's all like, it's dark oh, as hell. God. And like, here's a child is like, this, this is unnerving. Um, but also kind of serving too Wait, that's what i mean like we need this like dark um you need you know, to confront like, the children, the children a little bit, out you know, a little like, bit. yes like get into their psychology <laughs> no, like, fully them them, but, like give them something to think about like give them a little bit of spice yeah give them something to have nightmares about exactly like, a little bit of a shock like i um isn't there that scene with the the um person on the um the news anchor and she becomes like jokerified on air yes yeah 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 which they kind of like terrifying again like this is the thing like there's a lot of things that are introduced and then it's just kind of like oh okay we're not doing that anymore like that (laughs) that whole whole through line of like yeah going joker mode and (laughs) then they just forget about it but yeah that is amazing that sequence yeah, I was reading about how the movie was um, almost haphazardly put together at parts. Like the the final act where um, the Joker and Vicky Vale, he's like taking her up a, a set of stairs in that like cathedral. Mm. And and Jack Nicholson said to Tim Burton, like, where am I going? Like, because the, I think the scripting wasn't clear in the end. He was like, why am I climbing these stairs? Like, where am I going? And Tim Burton was like, I don't know, but like, just trust me, something will happen at the top of the stairs. <laughs> So it's very kind of like stuck together with tape at times. Yeah. And I also think like the Jack Nicholson of it all is like so important because like him doing this movie is like what helped like legitimize like, you know, superhero movies in the way that like now it's like every Oscar winner follows up their Oscar or whatever with like a Marvel film or something. Like the fact that he was willing to like put his name on it. Yeah. Um, totally changed the game and he made bank on this movie because he had some like insane contract where it was like he was entitled to like a massive share of the royalties and because there was like all the toys and like advertising and then it was like you know one of the most successful movies ever he made so much money which then i guess like incentivized all the other actors to be like that could be me Smart, smart man. It could be me. Well, it was followed up with uh, Batman Returns, which now this is I have um, Tim Burton again. <laughs> now you this is a motion picture. Now let's <laughs> talk about that because this this kind of changed so the I game. Think this is better. Oh, this is the best in my opinion. Yeah. Okay. Great. I mean, it's it it's darker again, um, and it kind of foregrounds the villains. I think a lot more than than the first one. Like it opens with the penguin being born, which is a really <laughs> that like was another gross stunning. scene. <laughs> I love that. It's very evocative. Oh, yeah. That wintry like yeah, Tim Burton the was snow, the kooky, like oh Tim it's so Tim Burton, I love it. <laughs> wow, we have a singer on the Zoom. Um, Gorgeous. Well, I didn't go to NIDA, but you know. Oh, uh, um yeah, no, Batman Returns is amazing. Like, yeah, the winter scene, like the setting is amazing. Um 
like you said, like focusing on the villains. Like this was clearly like Tim Burton being like, okay, I have free reign. Like the last one was a hit. I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. Um, and just made this like freaky movie about like pent up psychosexual people Literally. like living out their like sexual fantasies. Ugh. And it was just, Mich- yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's fucking so fun. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> It's, um, yeah, it's, it's very, um, what I appreciate about it is that like, you kind of see Batman and uh, particularly Catwoman, I guess, interacting in, in ways where it is kind of like digging into them as characters. And he's presenting Batman as like very much this weirdo who has this connection with Catwoman and the Penguin to some extent. Um, and like the theme still very adult to me and especially the ending when he takes off his mask and he's saying to Selena, like, let's just kind of like run away together. You know, like that's, it's. Oh my God. Yeah. This movie is literally like, it is about the fact that heterosexuality is a prison. That is literally (laughs) like the thesis statement of the film. Like Bruce is pent the fuck up and is like, Oh, I'm in love with Selena Kyle. Like I screwed up my last relationship. Like, but they can only be together when they're like enacting S and M fantasies. They can't actually have a conversation with each other. And then you have like the penguin who is like a 40 year old virgin and can't get laid. So he decides to like kill everyone basically, yeah. which is like incel, incel. vibes for real. Uh, and then Christopher Walken is basically playing Donald <clears throat> Trump. And I went and saw this movie in the cinema, like, not that long ago. And I was like, this is in- insanely, like, predictive film. And also, like, the writer of this one wrote Heathers, which is why oh. I feel like this movie is oh. so, like, the dialogue okay. is, like, giving. It's so yeah. good. Oh, I love the, that. The, my favorite Christopher Walken scene when, um, I do remember they're at the party and, um, Bruce Wayne is talking to Christopher Walken and he's like, don't you care who the new mayor is? And Christopher Walken just says, yawn, and walks away. <laughs> oh, that was very that- Sam McGowan coded. <laughs> I'm like, that is how we speak today. He's like, yawn, and just walks away. <laughs> yeah, I and mean, then that scene that is followed up by, like, genuinely some of, like, the most beautiful acting from Michelle, which like we literally could just have a whole episode about her Catwoman, but she when the where was the Oscar nomination? Up. I'm not literally. kidding. Where was the Oscar nomination? I mean, we are like, still waiting. <laughs> yeah, she's she, definitely she the gave highlight. everything she needed to give. That and, was the best you know, part of the movie. She wasn't even the first choice for this role. She, I'm, I mean, I know I'm coming at you with all the trivia, but this is literally what I spent my childhood doing. Um, <laughs> Annette Benning, Annette Benning was cast as Catwoman and then she got pregnant Actually, I remember, I remember and dropped this. out. And then Michelle said, let me show the girls how it's done and devoured. Imagine an Annette Benning Catwoman. <gasps> like I, I see it, but it's not like fate dealt the right card on this yeah. one. Yeah. God. I felt a lot of kinship with um with uh Catwoman. Oh my god, Selena what's Kyle. her name? Selena Selena Jesus Christ. Selena yeah, Kyle. I was she... picturing Sam McGowan arriving home. Hello. Walking husband. into the house. Oh, I don't have a husband. 
<laughs> oh wait, I forgot. I'm not married. Um, Thank you. Ignoring ignoring the emails from your job, the um, voicemail, neon 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 signs from typo in the house. I imagine um, that says hello um, there. Yeah, no, very Sam McGowan coded. She had a week from hell. Oh, she did the poor love. <laughs> she was down bad. Yes, you've got go the cat. You have the cat, yeah. Charlie. <laughs> Um, she really did have the week from hell, pushed out the window by her boss, and then... Um, We've all been there. With the, uh, that, like, you know, it ruined her whole life. Like, I mean, it would, wouldn't you? Getting pushed out a window. Yeah. Like. But also, like, I don't know, because obviously, you know, and then she's, like, licked by cats, which is strange, somehow brings her back to life. But then, like, it... It led her to have a full makeover, which is, you know, there's nothing we love more than a, uh, a make- woman that makeover taking her montage, own power. Like a smashing up that cunty little apartment, ripping up that leather jacket, <laughs> somehow making it into a full outfit. Really just. <laughs> yeah, she would slay the sewing challenge on Drag Race. Um, she, oh was, God, she was turning fabric into, yeah, it was like a pleather rain j- jacket into a full suit. I don't know how she did it, but she did. God. And her politics are genuinely like fascinating. She wants to kind of like take everyone down, right? Yeah, but she also like understands that she's like, we have to just take it into it. Like we have to find power where we can because like the law isn't going to help us. Like your boss isn't going to look after you. Like you have to emancipate yourself from society and like claim your own kind of stuff particularly as like a woman i mean it's very like of its time but in a way like watching her i was like yes like she's so true so right yes (laughs) say that it is true um i yeah i think we need to acknowledge danny devito's incredible performance as well who who i think again gives a career best it's really yes um, and we need riveting. to revoke the razzie nomination did he get a razzie nomination for what? this yeah which is unhinged i'm like they're sick and twisted <sighs> and i have it out for them we need to burn that institution they straight to the ground i'm simply sick of their behavior won't be tolerated they don't know a thing no they don't know a thing when when he's at, at the very end when he's dying and he's like I need a glass of water and like all that shit's coming out of his mouth like hello yeah, that's actually on two a.m. on Wednesday <laughs> or whatever I don't know what the hours are um, yeah you've forgotten so um, quick uh, it's been a while but no yeah Danny was tearing it up under layers of prosthetics and like yeah he's this is such a like disgustingly horny performance like that is what oh, to me is the most literally. like he wants it so bad that scene where he like <laughs> um he's like hitting on those girls and he's like eating the fish <laughs> and he's like, oh my like, god in a little like baby suit and then bites that guy's nose oh, that guy's nose movies like this anymore movies used to be fun whatever happened to fun whatever happened to fun insane <laughs> i was reading about um because obviously this is is it's quite dark it's quite violent um but famously i mean the studio wasn't that happy with Tim Burton because of the tone. They had a um a partnership with McDonald's um where they had like little toys and like it, it's actually pretty cool. Like the fries container had like the bat symbol on it. I'm like, I would be purchasing. Um but but you know there was a bit of uproar because of 
of you know what's happening in the film tim burton said um mcdonald's asked him what's that black stuff coming out of the penguin's mouth we can't sell happy meals with that oh come Which on like, you just make a like a, a black sauce oh like yeah. a frozen coke what, what are they like talking a about frozen blackberry coke or something literally mcdonald's they need to fire their team they were not creative enough literally <laughs> The kids would have so, left it. Like in a whip? <laughs> in your Happy Meal? Come on. <laughs> Literally, Those have you seen that behind the scenes <laughs> video of Michelle where, where she, she does, does the whip? Yeah, all in one take. We can't. Now that's an actress. These kids, they're not doing it. Green screen. And the thing is about the this movie too, is I'm like, why it like works so well is that like superhero movies like now, they're just like, I'm not to be that person, but like I am that person. Like they're just not about anything. <laughs> oh no! Whereas like this movie is like about having like two sides of your personality and like how do you like you know express the real self when you're like really repressed and like I think that is genuinely why like queer people like not to get about it, but <laughs> queer people like relate to the characters in Batman, particularly the villains. Yeah, because when they let themselves be their true selves, they're fucking. Fabulous. Like they're serving the house down boots. Yes, they look a freak like okay. some would say. Literally, like they're they're dressed in like fabulous garments. They <laughs> usually have a fruity little voice or like <clears throat> accent. And they're like dropping one liners like every five seconds. They like literally Oscar Wilde would be so <laughs> proud. That shit up. <laughs> well, um, speaking of gay, so Tim Burton did not he decided not to come back for the sequel, Batman Forever, because he sort of said he felt like he had given everything he could give. And and and, and I think the studio obviously was also not too keen on him doing another. They wanted, like, family-friendly. They wanted to sell toys. Yeah. They wanted the McDonald's collab back. Um, so they made... Well, Joel Schumacher came in um, flaming homosexual, who we love. Faggot. Love him. Oh, we, we have to stay on that man. He did what needed to be done, I would say. <laughs> Period. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, Joel Schumacher, literally the man with like a thousand lives, like was like Holston's best friend. There's this like insane interview that <clears throat> I think Vulture did with him. Oh, wow. Like, not that long before he died. Did anyone read Actually, this? Actually, no, this is ringing bells. Is this, this is not Batman and Robin? Where he said, he said, like, I've had 10,000 sexual yes. partners or something. He's like, <laughs> they go, how many sexual partners do you think you had? Because, like, you were really living it up in the 70s. And he's like, anywhere between ten to 20,000. <laughs> it, it, it's amazing This is a must-read so interview. It's literally unhinged. Like, his life was truly crazy literally um, and he just he had nothing to lose at this point he was like i'm i'm, <laughs> I'm probably on, on death's bed. door like <laughs> let's let's tell him how it was but yes let's talk um, about it let's talk would, about that would recommend yeah yeah this is it so they go um have you ever guessed the number of partners you've had he says it would be in the double digit thousands but that's not unusual Double digit thousands. You mean like 2,000 or 3,000? He said, that's not double digits. That's single digits. He said, bitch, you can't count. Um, oh, so 20,000 or 30,000, somewhere in there. Or 10 or 20. That's really amazing. It's not for a gay male because it's available. 
Oh, oh my god. god. What a man. So perfect person to direct a Batman movie. <laughs> perfect. They said, child friendly, let's go. And Joel Schumacher, he, get him on the phone. Get that fact on the TV. His first decree was to cast Nicole Kidman, of course, in the film, which <laughs> is Dr. queer. Dr. Chase oh. Meridian. And let's talk about a woman. <laughs> This like Talk about I, a woman. this interview with Nicole I remember from like I think it must be, must have been on the DVD or something and this definitely kicked off my own Nicole Kidman standum at a young age. <laughs> um, this is one of her best wigs for sure. Um, oh, she, yes. oh yeah! In the in the behind the scenes interview, they're like, okay, so like you know they came to me. I'm playing Dr. Chase Meridian. She's a psychologist. Um, so I you know I went and did all this research. Um, Freudian psychology. I sat in on. Um, you know, Jungian psychos- uh, like, um, psychiatric sessions. I was doing the research and then I was asking Joel and Joel just said, Nicole, this is a superhero movie. Like, put on the lipstick and serve Khan. That is all you put need on to the do. Wig. She's like, oh, okay, um, cool. But like, poor Nicole, she just wanted okay. a chance. <laughs> she, um, well, her only character trait in the film is that she is like super horny for Batman. And every single scene, she's like, oh, just the mask really does it for me. And like, oh, I want to fuck Batman so bad. And I mean, even though yeah, she's not that interested in Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Literally, not at all. She couldn't give a fuck about Bruce Wayne. She said, get the leather suit out and let's go. She literally is using taxpayer dollars by turning on that bat signal and yes. calling Batman up to come and like fuck her on the roof is essentially what is going on. Can we can we blame her? Like I would be doing the same. Oh, literally. What a man. Falcon was quite yummy in this. Very yeah, handsome. And quite doesn't yummy. say a word, which is ideal. Yes. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's, but, uh, and doesn't Drew Barrymore has a cameo in this, I believe. Yeah, Drew as, Barrymore um, and Debbie Mazar. Sugar. Yeah. Yes. Of Young Girl um. fame, which I know James has watched. <laughs> no, why should you come on here and clock me like that, one. you fucking. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I said what had um, to be said. Um, yes, Drew Barrymore. Very, yeah. very random. It is very random, but um, I mean, in general, the the film is is very camp. Um, it's it's silliness is back. We have Robin in there. Um, it's like funny and and I I love where he takes the art style because he kind of keeps that like Tim Burton blueprint of that of Gotham being very like gothic and stylized, but he yeah, kind of like never turns daylight. it up to ten. Yeah, yeah, but it, and it, it's oh, still and it's, like it's like peak nineties acid, like neon. Yeah, like it's so fun. Like it's it's silly, but at least it's like tangible. You're like, oh, they had budget and they like used it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's um. There was also a lot of tension on set. I don't know if you've read about this, but um. Oh so yes. So Valcom and Joel Schumacher did not get along because um. Joel told Val to stop being rude and then he didn't speak to him apparently for like quite a while. Um, so it sounds like Val Kilmer was a bit of a cunt. Yeah. Uh, but, but also it's like, do we believe Joel Schumacher? It's like, I feel like he would definitely, um, oh, yeah, um, you know, say that lies. he's right. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, Joel was a stunt queen. Joel was like coming between the yeah. girls and saying, just spice things up a little bit here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, of course, the biggest beef was between Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Carrey. Um, Tommy Lee Jones, of course, plays Two Face in the film, and Jim Carrey's the Riddler. Um, this is like you know peak Jim Carrey. Like mm. 
this is 90s, so he was huge. Um, and his thing, obviously, is like being <laughs> stupid and random and never, <laughs> never really worked for me. Yeah, I was never mm. a big fan of that. But And Tommy Lee Jones obviously felt the same way because he went up to Jim Carrey and he said, I hate you. I really don't like you. I cannot sanction your buffoonery, which is like... <laughs> Period. <laughs> Period. <laughs> he straight up said, I Literally, hate you. I cannot <laughs> sanction your buffoonery. That's... He's like, I'm trying to get through the scene and you're bouncing all over the place. You're improvising. I'm trying to go home. I'm trying to rap. I'm just trying to get my you're like dragging this scene out. He's saying, oh, I can't sanction your doing... buffoonery while he's dressed like Two-Face. Like, be serious, though. Like, I don't know if that's Please. the movie where you can be saying that. And I'm, I'm sorry, I have to say it, but I... Tommy Lee Jones is not giving in this movie either. Like he let it get to him. Mm. I don't think he's 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 great. He seems uneasy. He seems unsure. He's de- yeah. you can definitely sense the like he's trying to like not let Jim take over, but like you just can't. Like how do you hold your own in a scene with Jim Carrey? Like it's it's unless you're Kate Winslet, you can't. Exactly. Yes. Wait, what were they in? Eternal Sunshine. Eternal Sunshine. Come on. Oh, of course. I don't but think he was of in that as a Jim Carrey movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, of course. Um, yeah. Yeah, there was drama on this set, which we loved. There was drama. And so to the point where Val did not come back um, because he, he took another movie, but I think, you know, they didn't really want to work together again. And then we get the fabulous sequel, Batman uh, and Robin. That um, fucking gay which Fantasia. Which is considered by many to be like one of the worst movies ever made. But I... I feel like I we're, we're starting to reevaluate. <laughs> no, it was like, it's literally like <clears throat> blatant homophobia, like honestly. And because in the 90s, it was like, you've ruined Batman. All the nerds were losing their mind. All the virgins are going, oh, what the hell? They've got nipples on the back suit. And it's like, why are we losing our mind over nipples? Like, who cares? This is a ludicrous sexuality. Oh my God. It was ridiculous. And I think time has been nothing but kind to this film. Like it is kind of ridiculous and nonsensical and makes zero like sense at all. But yeah, compared to like today, it's like, at least this has a personality. Like it's funny and stupid and like actually looks kind of interesting. Even if like CGI at moments is, highly questionable um yeah i think all that stuff is so dumb but i think yeah like you said sam like people are definitely coming around to it as like a oh maybe we were like too harsh on this and we like didn't as now people are having children little gay children they're like oh okay well we'll let them watch this <laughs> <laughs> much about children on this episode i'm not sure <laughs> what are the kids got now like oh i'm gonna go watch the eternals and like <clears throat> make my kid gay by watching like there's nothing we gotta Literally, nothing there's a queen in that i haven't um, seen it allegedly oh. we don't want to get sued well, yeah. well, Brian Sorry. Terry Henry's he's in it. Twink- he's he? probably listening. <laughs> Sorry, Richard, if you're listening. Oh, yeah. Sorry. There's actual canonic gay guys in that. I forgot. Um, and Richard yes. Madden. Yes. And they called Hiroshima, didn't they, or something? Yes. The gay guy made did Hiroshima, unfortunately. <laughs> yes. What is this movie? Yeah, bad, bad. It wasn't good for the community that. No. <laughs> Um, yeah, Batman but, um, and Robin, truly um, a, a work of art in a way. Uma Thurman. And definitely. Oh, yes, Uma Thurman. We have to talk about Hello, it. Hello, boys. <laughs> like, oh. 
<laughs> See, I was like, this can't be about this movie as well is like her role is like almost like decoy because they built in this storyline of like, oh, like, you know, she's using her like charms, like whatever, like pheromone dust or whatever the hell that is to like, you know, make them fall in love with her and like come between them. But in reality, it's more like they're fighting over their favorite like pop diva. Like it feels like <laughs> Poison Ivy is like Katie Poison Perry Ivy is number one on like my stand list. <laughs> Literally, because they're clearly in love with each other. Like I hate to be that person, but it's oh, true. Yeah, yeah I literally. see it. My my His name is Luke Robin's name is literally Dick. Dick and Batman is like un, unraveled by Dick. Like he's he he's unleashes something in him. Oh god! I had my gay awakening during this movie in the scene where um, uh, Poison Ivy kisses Robin, and then he like peels off the rubber lips. <laughs> rubber, rubber lips are immune to these charms. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> yeah, I mean. It, this is the thing, like, uh, you've got Alfred, who is definitely a queen, and wait, you have wait, Bruce. Wait. We have to talk about Alfred, because my biggest revelation from this movie is that Alfred's family are all butlers as well. <laughs> Did you sort of catch that? Yeah, there was a bit of it class commentary that, going on yeah. there. They said the English are oppressed. <laughs> wait, what's his last He's name? Pennyworth. Pennyworth. Of course, yeah. Because um, there's only well, one yeah, gay man, Alfred Pennyworth. <laughs> yeah, on. he's a single queen. He's he's pining for his um. Is it granddaughter? Who's that? Who? Um, Alicia Silverstone. Yeah, Alicia Silverstone. <laughs> yes, and she's giving is, like a bit of like butch energy. Oh yeah, like, she's biker. Yeah, she is biker girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we have like the the butch um Batgirl, and then very femme Poison Ivy. So we have like. All ends but of the in like a drag queen way. Oh, like yeah. Poison Ivy is very yes. much giving. Well, like she's, she's got, got the drag her, queen like, eyebrows. Gimp, gimp mask guy following her around, <laughs> like under Bane, her control. Like she's literally doming that little. But she told Lady, Lady Freeze when everyone. she pulled her plug. This is a one woman show. <laughs> <laughs> so like, what she, happened to she, her again? She Mrs. Had, Freeze. She had like some she had an illness. Johnson's she disease had an illness. or something. <laughs> Sorry, what? it was like very like it was like a surname disease, like Johnson yeah, disease, it was like made like, up disease, and he right. throws her to like keep her alive, like I'll, like Walt Disney underneath Disneyland. Yes, um, and then he like falls into a frozen. Yeah, everyone's he, like, falling over in this damn movie. These clumsy, yeah. clumsy falling people. out of windows, <laughs> falling into bats of whatever and yeah even I poison ivy then she gets swallowed up by a flower um do you go but no in the scene do you remember robin plan. gets thrown into that that green goop what was oh, yeah. that yes yeah the there's a lot that? of things that don't really make a lot of sense but you know what <laughs> i have to have some obstacles in there just go with um, Let's just go with it with this movie. And also another very Sam McGowan coded character is that little blonde woman who is <laughs> the, the gossip, gossip girl or something. <laughs> the re- Rita Skeeter yeah. of it all. Oh. <laughs> I think her name is like Gossip she, she's, Gina or Gossip. Yeah, it's like gossip, 
Gossip. Gossip. Gina. Gossip. Gertie. Gertie. I think that's her name. Yeah. Yeah. I think Gossip Gina is great though. Gossip Gina for the reboot. Um, yeah. She'll be appearing. It'll, who will it be? It'll be. Um, it's a gritty Dove Cameron. Sarah Snow. No, it'll, it'll be Zwei. <laughs> That's Gossip Gertie. That's Gossip Gertie. Chet Hanks as Mr. Freeze. Um, <laughs> gorgeous. I think Annie's um, great yes. in this. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Annie would only work a 12 hour day. Um, so a four he, hour and day. He would spend okay, six hours. A communist. 12. 12. So he would uh, spend union six rides. hours in makeup. Love that. Yeah, six hours of makeup, so he'd get to set and, and six, hours, getting six out. hours to shoot. Yeah. <laughs> Which you have to admire. And and again, I think he got paid 25 million or something. So he said, like, wow. I'm going to have fun. I'm not going to work. And I'm going to make a shitload of money. Which you really have to uh, respect. Absolutely. I respect the hustle. My one harsh criticism of this, I think um, George Clooney is Bad. not good. And I'm a George Clooney fan. Like, I am. A fan. Like, I love Michael Clayton. But he wasn't um, in his bag at this point. No. He, was, he was not George Clooney, like, trademark. He was not he... the descendants George Clooney. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's not the Monuments Man, George Clooney. Um, <laughs> uh, yes. He, yeah, he wasn't giving in this one. But um, thank God his career didn't die because we got exactly. some amazing work. We never have to get to Paradise. We got good night, good night, and good luck. <laughs> Film we all love oh my and God, know. Yes. Money highest. Um, and we have to talk about how this movie, like, basically, quote unquote, killed Batman movies for like a decade or something. Yeah, because everyone yeah. lost their mind over it being too gay. And they said, this is terrible. And Joel Schumacher it. had to apologize, like, no sap apology. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry that everyone hated the movie. I'm sorry for putting nipples on the bat suit. I was basing it off Greek statues, um, is what he yeah, said. Yeah, they didn't get. Um, they didn't get. The the, no one understood the reference. They don't. Exactly. It's not, it for, the, not for the layman. They don't. They're not. They're not getting no. it. No. <laughs> not at all. Well, I mean, after this, we got like um, X Men. Like stuff did become a bit darker after this because I think they they took the lesson from that that people didn't want to see like campy movies anymore. They wanted like gritty, serious, realism. And, I think mm. X-Men really like it is that because it, it's like even more violent. It's, it's more realistic take. Um, like there's X-Men. daredevil. Yeah. X-Men. Is it realistic take? <laughs> well, it's more like, well, bitch, bitch, listen to me. <laughs> okay. Come on. It's like, it is. No, because it's like, how would these characters operate if the world was real? And, you know, you get these storylines like the government trying to track them down and kill them because they they pose a threat to, like, the humans. Like, yes, it it's is very, very like, much like it's in the real mm, world. War on terror is imminent. Uh, 9-11 is on the horizon. <laughs> Yes, they saw it coming. Brian Singer saw it coming. I literally though. Um, that's everything changed. Um, everything changed. Um, so uh, they were they were huge. Like and, and Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> everything changed. But but I I think um and then Spider Man was obviously really big in this interim period too. Huge. Um, yeah, and fabulous. Oh, huge. I mean that's that's its own thing. But I I think Spider Man has a bit of that campier tone at times. Um, Definitely. Was it, Spider-Man? Oh, it was like 2000, 2001. 
2002. Something. Wow. Yes. Um, but but basically, people are wanting like gritty superheroes. So then, Warner Brothers calls up Christopher Nolan, who at at the time was not that not the Christopher big Nolan that we know like he'd today. No, no, he was like indie, was a, indie filmmaker. It, it, well, yeah, he'd done Can Memento. Can you imagine? Um, well, well wow. that's what they do now. But um, he'd made the fabulous movie Memento. Have we seen this? Ah, uh, yes. Nope. James. I haven't seen, seen James. I have, not, I have not seen... I've only... The first Christopher Nolan film I saw was like last year when we went to see Interstellar. Like, I'm behind Huge. on Christopher Nolan. <laughs> Sam, you're kind of giving Guy Pierce in Memento the bleached hair and the dark roots, <laughs> and I have a bad memory too. Like I don't, I'm not famously. Tell me so. about it. I've, yeah, I've got tattoos covered. No, um, James, you should tell. rectify that because it is actually like not to sound all like film bro, but it is a good movie. <laughs> I am, I am cerebral. on my Christopher Nolan journey. Yeah. Especially now that I've mm. smashed out a huge <laughs> chunk by watching all these Batman You're movies. <laughs> I'm on my journey. Up with Oppenheimer coming. I'm very excited. Yes. Batman Begins is, um, now that is like the ultra realistic, literally how it, well, 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 actually I take back ultra realistic because this one, I think the Scarecrow stuff is still kind of cartoony. The Scarecrow like, stuff was so whole, scary. Like, Let's talk awesome. about it. Let's be real. That should have been the main villain. Like yeah. the the Ra's al Ghul stuff is a little sketchy. And honestly, my theory on that is very it's very much giving like of that time. Like we've gonna have Liam. We're gonna write a plot line so that we can get Liam Neeson mm. to play the character instead of like getting an Asian actor to like do the role. That's that's what it's giving yeah. to me. Is like it's um, um, we don't believe in Strange. Yeah, Doctor the Tilda Swinton of it all. Um, yes. Yeah, it's giving it's giving predecessor for that. Whereas Killian Murphy as the Scarecrow is genuinely Demon uh, Twink, fantastic. Can I? Th- yeah, Demon I was like, Killian Murphy is so hot in this movie. I'm sorry, <laughs> supple like the collagen is working. The lips oh, stunning, and you know that it was. Up for Batman, he was he originally auditioned for Batman. Have you seen his screen tests? Yes. It's he's good in the screen test and, yeah, and Amy Adams good. doing the screen test. Have you seen this? Yeah, which their loss. Sorry, but we have when, a Katie Holmes defender Kate, on the I, on the no, on the pod. <laughs> Katie Holmes, hey Katie Holmes, Maggie Gyllenhaal, you will never be Katie Holmes. I'm sorry. Don't say that. Don't say uh, that. I thought disagree. Katie was good. Katie but, was but we'll get good, to Maggie. Yeah. But yeah, we'll get to Maggie. But um. Okay. Um, but yes, Batman Begins. How do we feel? Like that movie was long as hell. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a while yes, for him to agree. begin. I'm like, I'm gonna. It took about an hour and a half for him to begin, but once he began, I was in. That yes. last like hour yeah, was it's actually very. <laughs> I just think that the thing about this, these kind of ones, like the Nolan ones, is I don't know about the rewatch value. I feel like. The Timber 90s, like Joel Schumacher ones, like you can just put that on and it's like, you know. A bit of fun. Easy watching. Yeah. Whereas I'm like, I'm, yeah. am I really dedicating three hours of my life to rewatch Batman Begins? Like, give me the joke, uh, the Scarecrow supercut and yeah. we're good. Because <laughs> I really, like, that first bit where he's like in 
undisclosed yeah, Middle I'll Eastern Asian country. Move it along. I'm like, let's get her. Let's get her gone. <laughs> I'm like, we get it. Literally, he's gonna like fight and join the League of Shadows. But how do we feel about Christian Bale? Because there was definite people get really worked up about the voice, but I'm kind of like mm, the voice. Like, eats. I love the voice. Yeah, like yeah, I think it's whatever. Great. Like we love it. It's I fun. Thought he was um, great. I love Christian Bale. Yeah, it was a good start to. Yeah. A new style, literally. Yeah, I, I, um, I don't think um, Kristen Bale is yummy necessarily, but that scene at the end of this movie with Katie Holmes when they're sitting in the um, in the wreckage, and he's got like two strands of hair perfectly coming down on his head. Do you know this scene? Mm. I was like, also, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I just think, like, as well, we just, we simply do not need any more. Too much time, again, spent on the, like, the origin story of it all. Like, the, the my parents got killed thing. And, like, look, I get that this was a prequel. Like, I think that's how this movie was pitched as, like, literally Batman Begins. But yes. we probably should hold this movie to more account for, like, we do not need a fucking prequel for everything. We do not care about yeah. how they had some kind of childhood trauma like move it along that tunnel but we hadn't seen this really but everyone knows that his yes at like the time new. it was new yeah yes. we all know shut up no <laughs> <laughs> i um i think it's great i think it's a great movie um but but obviously uh, also i think the kid that plays um young Bruce Wayne is good in this. I don't know if anyone noted that, but I thought he gave a great performance when his parents well, died. Where is he now? Who is, who was it? Do we know? Well, he could be sitting in the Zoom. Kind of looks like you, Andrew. <laughs> oh, thank you. I was like, that's a compliment. Probably a Nida, probably at Nida right now. Oh, literally. <laughs> um, okay, but then things really, like we really took it up a notch oh, on the next one. Of course. Um, the Dark, the dark Knight. Night, I... I remember vividly seeing this in cinemas for whatever birthday I was having. Oh, I would opening be ten, night, actually. my dear. Yes, yeah. well, yes, of course. Um, I remember seeing the Joker on the big screen and being like, "Gag, gag!" Truly, like oh, true. I mean, I think R.I.P. Heath. Oh, what a, yeah, yeah. What a performance. And it is annoying I because mean, it is one of these things where it's like you see every TikTok that's like best acting of all time and it's like Heath Ledger and Joaquin. But, but like I, truly this is an amazing performance. That's what like, I thought because like yes. obviously I hadn't seen it and I don't really have like a, um, a revenance for Batman and all that stuff. So I was kind of going in. I was like, is this really going to be like an Oscar winning performance here? And then I was like, he might, he might be. It was actually very fucking good. I was like surprised. She's like not, that, not to like doubt Heath Ledger and whatever, but like I was like, oh no, this is like actually a genuinely. This was no like Angela totally. Bassett situation. This was like an actually deserved. <laughs> okay, what did? Why are we dragging Angela? Bassett? I'm not dragging she, Angela Bassett. <laughs> Angela Bassett's catching strays on the gatekeeping podcast. <laughs> I'm not dragging Angela Bassett. I'm dragging that particular nomination. But yes, we which like. Yeah, we won't talk about those movies. Um, 
He's But yeah, if you want us to like Chase listen to our high. episode on it Because we did Oh true <laughs> Promo <laughs> Everyone's chasing the high Of Heath's performance in this Like oh, Everyone's looking for their moment Every male actor that you meet Is like Trying to have their Heath Ledger moment But they're performing at Theatre Works And <laughs> It's like a play No one's gonna see So Jared Leto I, I, You know I wish people would let it go A little bit But um, yeah, it, it stole the show. And also, I don't know if either of you were like deep on the internet at this point, but I was already like completely brainwashed. You were deep in um, Batman, and- Reddit or whatever. <laughs> yes, truly. Because the marketing campaign for this film was like truly amazing. Like I can really yes. remember there were like these websites and it was like, you had to go on the website and then it would give you like a phone number and you would, and my dumb ass in Australia is like calling the <laughs> phone number. Being, like, Why isn't it working? Why can't I connect? And like, you know, <laughs> the dial up is fucking up. But, um, uh, yeah, it was like full on, like you would call phones and like it would, the Joker would like leave a message and like, they killed this marketing campaign. It was massive. Uh, which then like made the film so huge. But famously in the UK, it was not the biggest hit of that summer, even though it's like one of the most successful movies oh, ever. Mamma Mia? Mamma Mia. Period. <laughs> the musical theater gallery. We win. We win. <laughs> But Dante was the first, I believe, the first superhero movie to cross a billion dollars, which is like a normal thing now. But um, it it really was huge around the world. We are literally all trying to have a summer as good as when you had Mamma Mia and The Dark Knight (laughs) as your options in the Uh, cinema. We've never felt joy like that. It's uh, Barbie Oppenheimer for 2008. Literally. Literally. It's happening again. But but the, The Dark Knight... I, it's like Batman Begins did have a bit of that si- silliness, but The Dark Knight just took itself like deathly seriously. Like it, it's, mm. it's, um, it's very much like Heat. I don't know if you've seen Heat. Yes. Um, which is, it, it's like, a, it's just a, like The Dark Knight is just pretty much a straight up crime drama. Like, yeah, it, it's, and it's funny to see like, we're watching like this quote unquote superhero movie that's just about like, civil processes and like the the politics of like the um the justice of us what the fuck do you call it i don't know but you know like harvey dent's <laughs> yes yes the justice yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah it's very like it is it's, it's funny like obviously film. like we were children watching mm. this so like we're not necessarily in our like political bag I and was. arguably because <laughs> i watched it not, for the first time yesterday <laughs> <laughs> oh true yes yeah, sorry erasure of your childhood um i i this movie is kind of like you do look at the politics of it and you go oh this is very like bush era like it's yeah, kind of confusing like, like I'm taking this, you know. Like you know, what is what's the line where it's like you're not the hero we need right now, but like we're gonna do it anyway. Yeah. Like kind of like yeah. Like well, and and like the violence is all just like oh, you know, this is a necessary means to an end. Like yeah, people have to die sometimes. Like it's all very, and like the surveillance element. Like very like yeah. Batman's like no no no. I need to spy on all of Gotham City because I'm keeping them safe, right? Like, yeah. It's, I'm not trying well, to steal I your data. <laughs> I find that the politics. It's almost incomprehensible because I, I think they <laughs> say that. Because it has um what I think is a very interesting angle of them being like 
well, what if Batman is actually just making everything worse? And they, they make it pretty yes. clear that like he kind of created the Joker in that he's he's bored like he he's been so kind of like omnipresent and oppressive over the city that inevitably it it creates like this reactionary um underground that then yeah. and then he's like paying the price for. But but then Literally. yeah, and also- there is like you go. You go. Go, go, go. No. You go. Uh, well, no, like, yeah, the, the surveillance <laughs> is, like, it, it's a funny element of it because he uses that to, like, win the, you know, like, find the Joker. But then yeah. there's some awareness of him being, like, oh, this is fucked because, like, he gets, like, it's destroyed at the end of the movie. Um, but, yeah, so so I, I find it very... Like, I don't know really what the movie is saying. I, I think it, yeah. it doesn't know. I think it just is kind of throwing things up. Um, mm, but but I think that core idea of, of, like, maybe Batman is making it worse. I, I think that's a great, great core for the movie. And, and I think that's something that, like, I think it's why it's so successful. It's because it's interrogating, like, who is he? And, and like, who yeah. is this character and the symbol it's not just like oh it's batman and we're having fun it's like like what's happening here yeah <laughs> <Which> i love <laughs> he was like, totally and, and, like, shit. Whole- let's question it yes. <laughs> <laughs> he was dressing for oh, revenge oh my gosh <laughs> chase meridian said meet me at midnight <laughs> <laughs> no we're jumping back but i will say like um, and I like kind of with the thematic quality of this movie, it's like, and the element of the Joker. And I think what is so compelling about him as a character is this kind of thing of the, like, I'm just an agent of chaos. And like, I can't exist without you. Like you make me like, yeah. you, like what you were sort of saying, Sam, about like Batman is responsible for like these villains because like they're like, they just want to play like, and, he, and the Joker yeah. is just like a total freak. Yeah. But, and, but then, like, I feel like that's what brings it back to this, like, thing about, like, the Bruce Wayne Batman character that is so weird is that it's, like, the villains in the Batman movies are so compelling, like, because it's, like, he wants to be them. And, like, that's where that's, like, weird, like, that homoerotic <laughs> energy when yeah. the Joker's, like, you complete me. And, Hanging like, all upside this sort down of stuff, and, like, like swinging. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was compelling. And... <clears throat> Also, I genuinely remember being in the cinema and with the Maggie Gyllenhaal of it all. Spoiler, I guess, but this movie came out like, what, 15 years ago. But killing her off was a genuine gag. Well, I was confused. I like, I don't know if I hadn't, like, I just like glazed over, but there's like the bit where she dies, yeah, and she's dead. But then there's like a flashback and she's alive. And then I was like, wait, did she survive? So I had to like go back and like scroll through and I was like, oh no, no, she's fine. James. Girl, we saw the building <laughs> yeah, blow but up. I don't know. She was not surviving that. It know. was like. <laughs> these, these superhero movies are crazy. When I was a kid, I it took me an extremely long time to realize that how like, because the Joker tells them the locations of them, but he switches them, which I never um, realized <laughs> until I was like an adult. <laughs> Oh, you know about this? Yeah, it's a yeah. stunt queen. Yes, that was yes. the whole point. That was literally as he gets it makes there you and he think, opens it. It makes you think. Because why would the Batman like, no, run, to, me. run to Harvey Dent? That's what I was saying. That's me as a as a ten year old. I'm like, what's happening here? <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah, and truly, that sequence I feel like is amazing. Like that bit when Maggie Gyllenhaal is like, "It's okay, it's okay," oh, like, and then she starts giving her little speech, and she's like, "So I just want to." <laughs> <laughs> 
it's such a like I think like I think the good thing about the Dark Knight is it's so like bang bang bang. There was no dead bits. I found it so engaging, and it was yeah. just like you're on your toes the whole time. You never know what's going to happen. So James, literally, and you cannot say <sighs> that Maggie, Maggie quite literally like blew Katie Holmes out of the water in terms of performance. <laughs> I think Maggie Gyllenhaal is so good in this. She's good. But literally, she will never be Katie Holmes. I'm sorry. Oh come on, she's actually got like thoughts going on behind the eyes. Like Maggie, we think we go. Oh yeah, this woman like she she's out doing things. Like her life doesn't just exist for the sake of Bruce Wayne. Like, well, the she's, she's an independent independent woman. I actually think so, Emily Blunt was like a choice. This was the era of like Emily Blunt oh, being like no. the number one choice for everything. Yes, and I'm pretty yeah. sure because we have to talk about the timeline of this. That Katie Holmes, I would love to know the thinking of this and whether this was Tom Cruise's idea or not. But Katie Holmes was was asked back for the sequel. Yeah, but she turned it down to make this movie Mad, Mad Money. Money. With <laughs> like money. Queen Latifah, yeah, and someone yes, else, and Diane Keaton. Which I look, I understand if someone goes, "Do you want to make a movie with Diane Keaton?" I go, "Yes, sign me up." Yeah, so like, let's do the contract now. Um, but I wonder if she's just like, "What the hell was I thinking?" Like, think about what, like, Katie Holmes could have directed The Lost Daughter. <gasps> now that I would like to see, she could be married to um. What's that guy's name? Yeah. <laughs> but do you think Tom Cruise was I, like, uh, I don't want you to do this? Like, probably. Or, okay, we're taking agency away from Katie. She just said, I want to have some fun. I don't want to die. Yeah. See ya. You think Tom didn't want her to be like a blockbuster star as well? No, there's only sort of- room for yeah. one in the family. For one, for one queen yeah. in that family. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you see he was Tom Cruise was at Janet Jackson's concert Did you see oh, that Did I see that of course <laughs> Who knew? He was looking 12 Is years old Is that a thing Oh 12 plus 50 <laughs> But anyway <laughs> um, I don't know about that Yeah that's some great good work Good for them Yeah um, good for them Good for them <laughs> I feel like the, the Okay how do we feel about the follow-up to this movie? Because I think the hype love it. was at an all-time high. You love, love it. it. Are you well? Okay, I, I want to hear That movie is so long. <laughs> that movie is so long it's, and so listen, okay, so Listen, listen. <laughs> it's an epic, okay? Like, it's a bit too epic. Then is... <laughs> it calm down. Then it rain no, it in. I, I'm I tired. What, what I love about The Dark Knight Rises is the scale of it. Like, it's... It's it's this like huge like you know the whole city's involved. It's like this, it's an epic. I'm afraid that's all I can say. No, bitch, no, because no. What are you talking about? Like the the end of the dark night in the the first one. I really want to see like um someone so. You will love this, Sam, but Lena Dunham <laughs> needs to do a movie which is essentially girls in Gotham. And <laughs> yes. it's about all the people who live in Gotham who are just like dating and trying <laughs> to go about people. their lives. Meanwhile, <laughs> the Joker is running shit in their life, causing havoc at their workplace. <laughs> and they're just trying to do their job. They go on a date with this someone, the they realize, of the oh, century. cool, I, I'm dating Bane and I didn't even realize I thought I was just going out with a like steroid gym junkie and now he's like a super villain there needs to be like all the like girls that like meet Bruce Wayne out and about and they're like oh you know like I just I don't want to 
like sign up with a millionaire like it just feels really like capitalistic problematic. You, you know like, problematic problematic king bruce wayne i i just feel like the, there's the really uncharted get lena dunham get noah bombach like it just needs to be earthy gotham yeah. i feel like that Gotham's is untapped ip for warner brothers warner brothers who are probably listening yeah Please get in touch. Reach out. I we have can, ideas. We can work on something. Do you think together. that's what the Dark Knight Rises was was missing? Like it needed that. I would have. They should have. They should have taken that that idea. Taken it with Juno Temple and Anne Hathaway. Seeing what they because they yes, had. Yes, they were ready. They, they were ready. They, they were should ready. have given the script to Lena Dunham to do a pass. Do a punch up. Touch yeah. up. Yeah. 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 Phoebe Waller Bridge, mayhaps she um. could have spruced it up a bit. <laughs> could have had Catwoman making eye contact with the camera. Speaking of. <laughs> Anne was breathing life Amazing. into this movie. She Amazing. is so cunt. And that's the only yes. word. She is. The backflip out that window. Oh, oh my God. When when he's like, do those heels hurt, hurt to walk in? I don't know. Do they? I don't know. Do they? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, but love Anne, but I have words for Christopher Nolan for doing my girl, Marion Cotillard. <laughs> So dirty. Come on. We have well, to talk listen, about the death scene. I think Did he that, has like, a vendetta against her because ever since he named her character in Inception <laughs> Mole, like her name is pretty much Mole and she has a mole on her face. I'm like, something there. I think there's tension. <laughs> yeah. There must be. Literally. And I also, I'm pretty sure she was like thought of as Catwoman originally, but she was pregnant. So she oh. she couldn't do Catwoman, oh. and then That's they started. It was like between Anne and like Kira Knightley, Jessica Biel. Like they, these are all the girls that screen tested, and you can see a bit of Anne's screen test, and she has like horrible wig or like her hair is, is like not having yes. a good day or something. It's <laughs> like frizzy as hell. I was like. It's <laughs> Need to get some coconut oil or they something just in that air. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is going on? Oh, anyway, um, poor Anne. She probably just ran off the set of Love and Other Drugs and forgot to take her wig off. <laughs> um, she, yeah, but she was giving. But yeah, Marion's death scene in this. I would love to work. know how she felt at the pre- premiere, seeing this for the first time, going. I'm sorry, I'm an Academy Award winner <laughs> and you told me that the edit was going to be like, yeah, yeah, we won't see you, like, close your eyes, we'll just cut back to you and you'll have your eyes closed. Instead, she's giving oopy-doopy grade six school play death and she, I'm furious on her behalf. Yeah, yeah, she should. She, she, she was like, I don't know why they use that take. I have no Completely. idea why they use that. Is that is not, she cannot be blamed for that. No. I, I just know that they were going, babe, we, we've, we told you we're going to have this big death scene, but we, we don't have time. We're, we're so over budget. Um, Tom just Hardy's die. riding our ass. You need to die <laughs> right now. We've got 10 minutes. And this unfortunately wasn't like, a, I've got 10 minutes left. I'm going to serve calm. Like she got so set up. I, they I'm just like shut down. Uh, it's oh, <laughs> really quiet. I, speaking of Tom Hardy, um, that faggy little I, mask that he had, he sounds like a queen. Gorgeous. I love this performance. Yeah. I think the girl, I the girls were too hard on this one at the time, and they said, "What is this stupid voice?" 
I said, what is this? Stupid voice. This is, what does, this is what genius. does he say in the, in the movie? Like, does he have a quote or something? I am vengeance. Um, or whatever the fuck. I don't know. <laughs> that's, I think Batman says that. That's Batman. Oh, I don't know. Um, no, isn't it like, um, you, oh, no, I don't know. We're going to put you up. Just talking. Talking. That's literally it though. That was good. Yeah. That was really good. Thank you. Um, no, this was a choice. He, he said, I'm going to make a big choice. And I think it was the correct it one. It paid off. It, also, it paid this, homage to the Joel Schumacher um, bang. Exactly. It was He understood the assignment yeah. on this one. And so this was not like, like this Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh. Sorry. Do I like this movie? Um, it was fine. Do you I not like look, this movie? This, this was one of my... F- look, I saw this Midnight when it came out. I was so excited Same. for this movie. Midnight and then saw it again at 6 p.m. or something like that day. <laughs> I was so hyped for it. But this job? was like my... school? <laughs> I was... It was school holidays. My dear, this was the summer blockbuster. I, this, I, I saw this with my best friend at the time. We were on a holiday in Rosebud. Shout out to the people of Rosebud. And yeah, this was huge. But this was also like my first experience of watching a movie and being like, no, that was that was good, right? Like, yeah, no, that was amazing. But like something in me was like, that that didn't quite hit the way you no wanted way. it to. And also, yeah, I could be excited for this movie because I was like 15. And I'm kind of like... The people now that are still the same age as me that are like losing their minds over like every damn superhero movie that comes out, I'm that I am saying get a job. I'm saying like go to therapy. Please expand your interests. Let I children think he probably enjoy. Didn't get the movie. Like it, it was maybe a bit mature. What's to get? Like he didn't get the themes. Uh, no, look, to talk to talk about Sorry, the I'm movie. Sorry, nuclear I, I, scientist. No, I think um. <laughs> Like, I like this movie, again, for the way it kind of, like, interrogates the idea of Batman. And, and like, I, I think it has stronger... Uh, it has a stronger, like, politics than The Dark Knight. And I, and I don't necessarily agree with what The Dark Knight Rises is saying. Because it's a very weird, like... Because I watch this movie and I'm like, if that happened in Melbourne, I think I would be on Bane's side because he's like, let's have a revolution. Let's tear these rich people out of their homes. And I'm like, period, like, let's. Yeah, absolutely. But then the movie is kind of like, it's bad. Yeah, it wants us to be on Batman's side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I'm like, and we're going, sorry, you want me to support a billionaire? And this is yeah. actually a thread through all of the films. Like, you've got Poison Ivy in the Batman and Robin going, guys, you're ruining the environment. The environment. Let's... Save yeah. the planet, save the earth, and everyone's going. Mm, no, we want to build a huge telescope. Like you're being really annoying. Like <laughs> we're just having fun. Um, you're ruining it. Um, so yeah, no, th- that is the weird thing about these movies is like they keep trying to align us with a billionaire. Yeah, I'm going, but, it's but not I relatable. think um, I like again how we actually see the repercussions from the Dark Knight properly in that they've used like Harvey Dent to like lock up pretty much everyone. And again, they've created this like reactionary force in Bane. And um, I I mean, Catwoman is also a bit of a part of that, but they've created like, because they've pushed everyone into prison. They've like, like I I like how it kind of interrogates itself and it's saying like, well, what did the Dark Knight say? And, and, And that was kind of saying like, 
you know, maybe the ends justify the means, I think. But totally. then Dark Knight Rises is yeah, saying, well, maybe it doesn't, you know? like, And again, it's kind of like a bit wish-washy, but, uh, but I like yeah. how it's it's extrapolating that further and being like, well, how would I just feel these- like my, my note would be like, cut the Marion Cotillard stuff. Yeah, that was really- Cut the Ra's al Ghul of it all. Like the whole Bane was in the little hole with Joey King. I'm the like, big hole. <laughs> the big hole. True. And I just, all that sort of stuff. I was like, okay, like this just, because the Bane, like Bane as a character is just interesting on his own. Yeah. And then he's just sort of like, his own storyline is just sort of like taken from him. And it's like, oh yeah, we shot him. Like, and it was like, what? Like, that was, that was it. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and also, yeah, I was going to say before, like Joseph Gordon-Levitt, this just felt like he, like we're trying to push Joseph Gordon-Levitt as like the yes. new yeah. leading man. Christopher Nolan is obsessed with him. And it's just like, well, oh, this character is so whiny and annoying. Yeah. And it's like, oh, leave it alone. Like, he was just, just cut that, hit just cut that story line. It was pro cop. Like, it yeah, was, propaganda. It was very like, oh, yeah. I'm, but, but I'm the, like, I'm a good guy. Like, I was like, oh, I know this person. And <laughs> well, yeah, Joseph, Joseph's having his cinema. comeback, sort of. Hit record, Joe. Yeah, he's coming he's back. back. <laughs> he's off maternity leave. Shoot. What's um, hit record? Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> <What's> <laughs> hit record. <laughs> oh, it's like he has like some charity, and he used to go around wearing like a red button to like every no, event. No, it's not a charity. Very, like, mm. It's like a, isn't it? It's like a. They all like. Um, I don't know how to describe it. It's like they all like make like common creative commons art. Is kind of the idea, and they all like remix each oh. other's. Like everyone contributes to like this website. Hit right, record, we're gonna have a mini series all, about that uh, in about two minutes right. when we find out they were money laundering or whatever. <laughs> oh god, that sounds so <laughs> Elizabeth Holmes. Yeah, it's very stupid. Yes. Uh, and I feel like he really he pushed it too hard. It's like everyone wants to talk about him he, like being a movie star, and he's like, let's talk about my stupid website where people make shitty art. Literally, <laughs> we're going. Oh, we just we can't tell you we like ten things I hate about you and. And then I feel like this movie was like, okay, fantastic. Like that's Batman's done. Like we did that. And then it was like, no, no, Robin, we're going to enter hell and just have endless superhero Batman spin-offs. Yeah. Uh, well, so you two have not seen Batman vs Superman, have you? Shine. And I, never and will. I won't. No, so that was I am one of the only people on Earth who uh, will slightly defend Batman for Superman. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, because right. I so I think it holds up, um, and I mean it's not a good movie, but I it's kind of like in the Batman and Robin way in that it is throwing up some interesting ideas. The aesthetic is not very interesting. Like it's not like Batman and Robin in that way. Like it is just like, it's sort of too dark. Um, It's a bit too grim, but like what is interesting about it is that it is like, it throws up some, like Superman is this Christ like figure and, and Batman is like trying to kill him because he doesn't believe that anyone should like, have that power like he doesn't trust superman it's it's like and it's also looking at how these characters interact with like the political system in the real world like superman is this he's always like america like in that he like just kind of does what he wants like he goes overseas and like 
he just acts like unilaterally to to do what he wants. But then Batman's being like, you can't do that. But then Batman's like kind of doing that himself. Like, see, this sounds good. Like, interesting this ideas. sounds interesting. But I just know I would sit down and watch three hours of like. <laughs> yeah, goop or like just like <laughs> blobs of CGI like going it's, across the listen, screen. I just it's don't. got some good stuff. It's got some good uh, stuff. I just don't have time. <laughs> Literally, and Ben Affleck. Like, I just no one convinced me. Really he is a good actor. I'm sorry. I just he's a great actor. Is pushing the Ben Affleck industrial complex, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm not having it. Did you like Zorgo? Oh, Did you think he was good in Gongo? I love him in Gone Girl because because he's not acting. It's like meta casting. It's like yeah, yeah. yeah it's like David Fincher like getting one over Tricked him and being like, haha. Yeah. Like, no, to be fair, I do think Ben Affleck is quite self aware. Um, but I just it just it's bland. I don't have time for these. Like every five minutes on Twitter, everyone's trying to reclaim another like bland white man, and I'm I'm just like. Yeah, move on. He's like the original. He's the original Blair White man. Yeah, okay. look, I'll give him that. And like, there, there's something to be said for the longevity of his career. He's had many um, rebirths, and that's good mm-hmm. for him. But I'm like, does this man like? Are we still? Who remembers Argo? Who, like, has anyone thought about his hand. contribution to cinema? Put your hand down, Sammy. <laughs> Anyway, um, well, it sounds fabulous, Sam. We'll have to maybe watch that one day, but it's not high on the list. <laughs> no, it's really. This is where I was lost. I was like checked out of Batman. I'm and like, yes. also the thing um, is, like, do we need um, another dark, pretty reboot when we literally just had a very solid trilogy of a dark, pretty reboot? Like, you know what I mean? It's like redacted. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. um. <sighs> I think Ben Affleck had a shit time playing Batman 2 because he said he won't do it again. He's in The Flash, which comes out whenever. Um, Ooh, which but we will not be seeing. No. Well, I think I'm going to see Ooh. it. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Sorry. Don't you want to see Michael Keaton again? Come on. <laughs> Is he in that? Listen, put it, bitch, he's yeah, in back it. Put Batman. it on record. I'm there for Michael Keaton and that's like, Ben Affleck. I'm afraid. That's incredible. After but this is what I don't get. Right? Is like Michael Keaton made Batman, which that's was essentially I'm- poking fun at this whole idea. And then now he's like doing exactly what Birdman like predicted. <laughs> Well, listen, they probably gave him the biggest check he's ever seen in his life. Oh, so. I, oh of course, of course. And he's got mouths to feed. As he does. Yeah. I need he's to watch that shirt, shirt, man. I need to go sit through that again. Uh, Palette yeah. cleanser. Um, but, but, uh, but then the, the, to close the loop on everything, we had the Batman, which came out last year, I think. Last year. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which truly I have not thought about since I saw it. Yeah. yeah. I liked she the idea of the wet. Batman. Yeah, like I really love the the aesthetic. And, and and again they're doing something a bit different with Gotham where it's like it's not totally realistic. It's a bit um like spooky, you know. Um, yeah. But it's oh, like yeah. like it was beautifully designed and beautifully made. It was really well done. <laughs> But it to me, it kind of feels like um, they wanted to like have David Fincher make a Batman movie, but they couldn't get him, so they just kind of like copied some elements from Seven. Well, you, it, it is feels yeah, very absolutely. Seven to me. Yeah. Like um, like the Riddler is very um, 
John Doe-ish. Like, he even has the same notebooks mm. in his apartment and stuff. Like, it's very that. But but it doesn't have, yeah, like... Yeah, very Zodiac. Yeah, yeah, which is one of the best movies ever made, Zodiac. Um, but, Say that. like, it just doesn't have the... the like David Finch is so good at making a narrative that you just grab onto and it's about, and, and I love that we see Batman like as a detective in this and it, and it is trying to be like, like Zodiac, like a detective movie, but it just doesn't like, as I said, you can't just put on the David Fincher wig and be David Fincher. Like, you know, yeah. the thing like, about David Fincher is like his movies are always, he never compromises fun for seriousness. Like no, all his yes. movies are like super entertaining. Like, I mean, Mank aside, but um, <laughs> like, <laughs> um, you know, Gone Girl, Social Network, like they are, and also Benjamin Button is a bit, yeah, but like, um, uh, those movies that are in this like genre, like they they are pacey, like the narrative is like genuinely compelling. Like the performers kind of like yeah. are winking at like the camera, like there's a self-awareness, like whether it's like Kevin Spacey, you'll, um, you know, like kind of using his Kevin Spacey-isms to do like the villain role or like Rosamund Pike and Ben Affleck's kind of like casting. Yeah. It's yeah. it's like self-aware in a way that like these movies just mistake like seriousness for like boredom or like we can't like be fun because we have to be like gritty and stuff. And there it's, is it's yeah. tricky because I feel like in this movie Colin oh, Farrell. Let's talk about it. Oh, oh the last performance of the movie. What a year that man Which had. Is like he totally proved everyone wrong because I feel like Everyone was like, Colin Farrell as the penguin? Like, what the hell? Um, what am I looking and at? All the here? And they were like, <laughs> What are yeah. you doing here? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> and that, that's an actor. Uh, that is an actor. Is, um, he's fucking Because this is the thing, the difference, he is like, he's giving character. He is like, he's funny. He gets it. He knows what movie he's yep. in. Whereas this is the thing where you go like, Zoe Kravitz on paper. Sounds like a good idea. Catwoman. But you're yes. like, uh, she can't really, she's not like, an actress. No, there's charisma devoid. Yeah. Yeah. I I think um, it's a shame to see, like, I think Robert Pattinson is, I, I don't think he's like necessarily great in the movie, but I think the movie like doesn't give him a lot to kind of grab onto a, as a, as an actor or a character. Um, I do think he's really hot in it. Like, I think yeah. this is the <laughs> version of Batman that I would Fuck the most. Um, I was like, gonna say the same though. thing. <laughs> yeah, like mm. the whole I one love wearing Robert the Pattinson. eyeshadow. Like he he doesn't sleep. He just kind of like is this weird little <sighs> twig. Like, uh, I would I love Don Jenny DeVito as the penguin. No, no, I would be like. <laughs> Chasing him across every rooftop, like <laughs> literally. I want him. I need him. I need him. Uh, the Robert back. Pants. The back. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Who, who's your hottest? Who's your hottest Batman then, Andrew? Mine. Oh god. Yeah. Um. I just think the thing about Batman is he's so boring. I'm going, oh, like you just oh. know he would be like lamenting his problems to you and you'd be going, babe, I don't give a fuck. Like cash, like deposit 50K in my bank account right now. I don't really want to hear about the childhood trauma. Like you can afford a really good therapist. Get Esther Perel on the phone right now and invest because you have, you have too much money to be motivated around like this yeah i don't want to hear it like so for me i like on aesthetic alone oh, 
Yeah, Robert Pattinson probably. That's my man. But I'm, I'm like, I'm, it's all about the women for me. I'm sorry. It's, yeah. It's yeah. your Chase Meridians, your Poison Ivies. And my pitch is I'm like, if, they, if they're going to do another Batman movie, which they inevitably will, like I think they're doing a sequel probably yeah. to this. And they're doing, a, they're doing yeah. a Colin Farrell TV show. <laughs> Which mm, I'm yes, like, we'll be let him live. Yeah. No, I'm like, oh. <laughs> well, it's bringing Christian Milioti back to our screen, so I'm happy with that. <laughs> but, Who's that? Um, she, she's she's a, an actress. What is she in? Fargo? She's in... Yeah. Um, she was the mother in uh, How I Met Your Mother. I don't know if you watched that. Oh, no. Was she? Didn't get no, that I didn't. Far. I didn't watch um, it. I just didn't get to the mother. She's in Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> Yeah, um, she plays. Yeah, yeah. The maybe wife. she'll be in the new one. But my pitch is, I'm like, they need to do the like, it's Poison Ivy. She's an environmentalist, and Gotham is like fucked up from the flood, and she's going, see, this is what happens if you don't address the climate crisis. And then it's so like you're- forcing us to be like, <laughs> oh, maybe Ooh. Bruce Wayne is the villain, and then we can do another like. Um, version of like oh yeah batman's actually bad and like everyone gets behind poison ivy and like maybe she releases a single um as well who we would your get, poison um, ivy be in this upcoming um, ava Max. don't act like you're thinking about it <laughs> <laughs> oh my god she would be so good actually Red hair. That. Uh, yeah. no i god. would get nicole we could get nicole again <laughs> in a redhead era get sarah snook on um, Get, oh, get yeah. Sarah Snook. I should be fabulous. Uh, um, your, um, yes. Andrew, your review of the Batman on Letterboxd is you just a cast list of who you want Poison Ivy to be in the next exactly. movie. I'm really, you like, cannot I'm, say think I'm, about the movie. Or you is say, it actually? This is who I want Poison Ivy to be. Yes. Yeah, should we should I, I get a list up of who I pitch? Yes, yes please. Uh, the Batman. Uh, the Batman. That movie was also long as heck. These Batman movies need to fucking. Oh, they were way too long. One hundred and seventy-seven minutes. No, thank you. Um, where are you? Everyone I follow has seen. Yeah, that's the thing. They get us every time. Here we go. We say, "I'm not seeing another one," and then lo and behold, I'm at Broadway Hoyts in Sydney. (laughs) Elizabeth could be here. Which, hello, I'd be seated. Sarah Snook, Vanessa Kirby, Riley Keir, Gumabaru. I had a stroke. Gumabaru. Yeah, I just couldn't get that one out. Google it. Yeah. Mackenzie, I know who she is. Mackenzie Davis, Morford Clark. Yeah, come on. Any Saint any Saint Maud fans in the house? I have not seen that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, she'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the esoteric actress Olympics here. Oh yeah, which is essentially my Twitter. Welcome. Um, <laughs> no, but I just think get her get Poison Ivy and then who and then yeah, get Colin Farrell back. Yeah. For more. And then and that's a perfect like, movie to you. And that's a wrap. Um, <laughs> well, so Batman Part Two I, is on. I am uh, is on Letterboxd, so it's all happening. God. Matt Reeves is back to fuck it up. Right. <laughs> well, so is Batman getting in the gate? 
I mean, there's so much to discuss about that. Do I have any sway in the gate or is this of where course. I Oh, it's, it's a group consensus. No, no. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, it's a democracy. It's a democracy. <laughs> it's a batocracy, if you um. will. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, quality. Yes. quality. I think, I, I think, mean, yeah. it's given us so much. I'm it's given us like, so, much. so much. It's given us too but much. I feel but like it's given us consistently enough. fine yeah. stuff, if you know what I mean. Like, yes. where well, it really honestly, sells Honestly, like, that, the Dark Knight is the highs like, are highs, the, but the lows it's like lows. the high watermark mm. for blockbusters, I would say, to be honest. Mm. Truly. Okay. Well, yeah. So, yes. It's quality. Yeah. Does it slay? Again. Oh, well, the women slay. Yes, the women yeah. are slaying. Yeah. The Does, it benefit slaying. The queer- <laughs> Does it benefit the queer agenda? And Danny DeVito. Oh, Danny DeVito. So nice to see my body type represented on screen. Like, truly. <laughs> <laughs> um, truly. Agenda, there's no fags, are there, really? But, like, it's definitely it queer. Is- it is for sure. The whole thing is like about a repressed man who is obsessed with like, you know, he needs to have like a nice car and he needs to have nice suits, but it's not enough because he's a repressed homosexual. <laughs> so he says, let, let me, me enact my trauma on the unwilling participants of Gotham city. And they're all suffering under yep. the presence of one Omni twink. And though he's not really a Omni twink. <laughs> I don't know. Sam McGowan, just, when did you move yeah, to back off them? I feel like someone actually calls him gay in one of the movies. I can't remember which one, but I, I feel like someone calls him gay. You are gay. <laughs> <laughs> As they should. I can't remember which one. I usually definitely catch Bruce Wayne on the odd night at. Poofed up. Oh, yeah. You'd be going, is that, is that Bruce Wayne? Is that, that, did I just snort coke? Nope. Of, of he'd, be, he'd be in like the private Asshole. room. <laughs> uh, yes, well, absolutely. Yeah. And we'd be going, Not saying is, a that, word. is that Bruce Wayne with Hugh Sheridan? <laughs> what? Let's go. Our Batman, our Australian oh, Batman. <laughs> absolutely. Now, I'd like to say that. Back to the rafters, if you will. Rebecca Gibney <laughs> is Vicky Vale. <laughs> Back to the rafters, bitch. Jessica oh, Murray. Yeah. Jessica Murray should be Poison Ivy. Let's talk about that. Literally. Uh, come back. Oh, my She God. never went away in this house. That's okay, so, be known. The, the thought of that is so dark. <laughs> Honestly, maybe Margot Robbie could produce that. The Australian Batman. Oh, God. That bloke. <laughs> so, it does oh benefit the career gender, I think. Oh, I think we're 100%. It's giving me joy. Yeah. Is it a classic? Absolutely. Uh, well, yeah. Well, yeah. It's a classic. Yeah, definitely. Come on. Yeah. Definitely classics. Ooh. Was I gagged? And, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, I've definitely, I was well, gagged. Yeah. I've been yeah. gagged many. And I was gagged said, and I found out how he got those scars. It was all a gag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was gagged when he made a pencil disappear. Oh, <laughs> well, yes. There we were. There we were. So, <laughs> that, is that all of the... Is it, yeah. Is that, so, is that everything? No, that's everything. Well, let her in. I think she's in. Oh. Oh. It's almost like the way the gate, gate is opening. It? Yeah, yeah. Well, we've greased it up. Um, you could. Did you do WD 40? Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> well, this was such a delight. Thank you so much, Andrew. Andrew Fraser, whatever your name is. Let's do it again. Absolutely. <laughs> when you're down in Melbourne, oh, so we can, <laughs> or when we're up in Sydney, we'll do something. So we don't have to do with this yes, fucking when Zoom. when you guys have your speaking Sydney Writers Festival when you're up. Oh, yeah, we'll be sure. touring around the country. A podcast we will. is writing. People don't realize, but a literally. podcast is writing. Literally. Literally. Yeah. literally. Um, thank you so much. Um, bye. Stay tuned. Make sure you follow Andrew. Bye. Make sure you like, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Catch you later, guys. Thank you so much. Bye.